humans have such incredible willpower and especially us type A folks, like you, you will get there, but it's the difference between going on like the worst hike of your life and being, having a party with yourself in the car, listening to fun music and having that healthy sense of self-esteem. Ignite your best life. Yoga is the spark. Hello, yoga hackers. Welcome to this episode of the Yoga Hacks podcast, where we take yoga off the mat and into our daily life. This episode was inspired by one of you in our Uplifted community. You can check it out at upliftedyoga.com. I believe it was Lena who asked the question, and her question was about how to balance, or as a yogi, how to pursue metrics and goals. So obviously we live in a time period in a society that very much values numbers and metrics, right? How much we earn, maybe how many uh, subscribers or followers we have in social media, what our, what our salary is, right? So many metrics um, and, and not just numeric metrics. I mean, in any career path that you may be in, I even know for musicians, right? There's like first chair, second chair, third chair, where we're often stack ranked, I guess, is, is the bigger point. And how do we pursue what we love and go after what we want and participate in that mind, mindset and, and, and achieve the things we care about while still maintaining our yogic equanimity? And I thought this was such a great question, and I know she asked it a while ago, but it resurfaced in my mind, especially as I hit one of my own personal huge goals and metrics that I have been striving for since I started really pursuing yoga on YouTube, which is the milestone of hitting a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. And YouTube is a career path. There's people who who do YouTube in every vertical from beauty and makeup to woodworking and health and cars. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. But one thing that's universal across all the different disciplines is that 100,000 subscriber mark. YouTube sends you a plaque when that happens. And it's just a huge sign of legitimacy. And most people are really full-time doing yoga as their job, business, life at that milestone, if not before. So once I hit that landmark, I thought, I thought of Lena and I thought of this question and I thought it was maybe a good opportunity to explore some of the these issues because obviously we, and especially in our uplifted community, we don't want to use yoga as, as a way to merely slow down. Yes, yoga is amazing for stress relief. Yes, it calms us down. It has so many powerful effects in terms of helping us shift into parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest function that that we need in order to heal and feel balanced that that modern life makes very difficult (laughs) often for us to achieve. We get jammed over in our sympathetic nervous system, our fight and and flight mode uh, with constant like dingings of our phone and so many to-dos and traffic and noise and, and all that stuff. But the thing that I've always been really passionate about is taking yoga deeper than that, not just using yoga as a way to relax and stimulate parasympathetic nervous system, but as a way to actually hack our productivity so that we can be in sympathetic nervous system, incredibly productive and 
succeeding at our chosen career path in life when we want to and need to be, but that then we can very strategically shift into parasympathetic when it's time to go to sleep, for example, or time to meditate, or time to rest and be with our family. And if you look at even some of the ancient yoga texts, including the Yoga Sutras, the, the truth is that yoga as a form of relaxation and a way to reduce stress is really pigeonholing yoga um, because yoga is so much more than that. It's really the recipe and the keys for living a balanced life in which, in, in which the aim is not just to relax. The aim is to be able to shift seamlessly from sympathetic to parasympathetic back and forth as is appropriate in your day, your month, your year. That's how we really achieve the things we want and care about and also feel nourished and feel aligned in our life mission and in our bodies. So I go a lot deeper into the physiological and anatomical aspects of this in yoga teacher training, but I think it's important to set up as a foundation for this discussion because the fact that we want to achieve metrics, I think is really valid and really good. So it's whether it's Lena in the Facebook group who asked this question, whatever goal it is she's trying to achieve, or my goal of hitting 100,000 subscribers, or whether you have a goal that's perhaps very financial or to be you know, that first violin chair, or whatever the version of that is in your life, in your career path, I think it's important to want things. And I think it's important to feel successful uh, from the outside as well as from the inside out. The problem is when it's only coming from the outside, right? And you only feel that validation when everything's going your way and everyone's telling you you're great and you, you know, ace the audition in our first chair. If that's the only time you feel good, that's a dependency and that's a problem. But if you have a healthy sense of self, and we can even talk about this in terms of the chakra system, those of you who've done the chakra challenge, which is free on YouTube and has tons of bonus classes and podcasts on each chakra in Uplifted. But if we think of the chakra system, I like to think of each chakra as a little cup or glass, like a teacup. And each teacup glass is either full, meaning it's it's balanced, right? We have healthy self-esteem. We have healthy energy and attention there. Or it's drained or depleted, what you'd call a deficient chakra, right? So it's sort of glass is half empty or maybe glass is completely empty or maybe glass is like shattered for an extreme uh, ch ch chakra deficiency. So... If the only way that you feel good and and the chakra that's associated with the concept we're talking about today, which is self-esteem and personal power, is the third chakra, Manipura, represented by the element of fire. If the only way you feel good in that solar plexus center or your, your, your ego, your self-esteem, is when other people tell you you're good, that's a problem. But if your glass is full and you have a healthy sense of self-esteem and purpose and alignment and inner wisdom and you feel connected in your life and you're pursuing the things you want to pursue without attachment, right? Because 
it's non-attachment is what slays fear. So without attachment necessarily to the outcome. So I'm putting out videos. I, I would like to hit a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers, but that's not why I'm doing it. Right. And, and, and when you have that internal balance, I think that's when all of a sudden you actually end up achieving your goals a lot faster. So to, to reiterate, if your third chakra cup is full, which is what we want it to be, meaning you have a healthy sense of self-esteem, whether things are going your way or not going your way, wanting to achieve things, including things that are metric oriented, I think is great. Where we get into trouble is when we feel bad about ourselves if the outer world or the metric world isn't telling us we're doing well. Because at the end of the day, what yoga is helping us do and the big lesson for all of us is that we need to fill our own cups. That's why I like visualizing the chakras as cups or, gla or glassware, right? You need to have your own healthy sense of self-esteem in order to achieve anything you want. And what's really amazing about humans and people is that we're so resilient and we try so hard and some of us are so type A that we end up achieving things even though we don't have that self-esteem. We're just like faking it and faking it and completely reliant on outside praise and and don't feel and are so hard on ourselves unless we reach these external metrics. And we still and we still reach them. It's amazing. But it's almost like trying to try, it's like pushing a car down the road instead of driving it in terms of how enjoyable that journey is right you you there's so much friction there's so much resistance you make it so hard for yourself well if instead you have that self, healthy self-esteem and you're in the driver's seat instead of pushing the car from behind all of a sudden you start to achieve these metrics much, much easier, I think, because you have this healthy sense of self-esteem and you're not constantly feeling down on yourself when, when things don't go your way or you don't get that external praise or that external validation you were hoping for. And then all of a sudden, it's like you're cruising on the highway because you're in flow, you're in alignment, meaning you're connected to your purpose, you have integrity, right? Integrity could mean you're getting up every day to do your yoga practice, you're taking the, the action-oriented steps needed to make your goal, you're in tune with your purpose, right? Chakras are aligned, you feel good, body, mind, and spirit. And then it's like you're on the freeway and then it's it's like when a sign blurs by on the freeway, it's like, whoop, whoop, you hit that milestone. You're so in flow and aligned that the, that the milestones just sort of come to you instead of being like, oh, I'm pushing this car towards this sign in the distance that says 100,000 subscribers and I hope I get there and oh, a huge gust of wind just blew me back and so-and-so just told me I'll never make it and today, this week my numbers are down. Down, right it's su it's such a different energetic place and it's like and I think it's amazing because humans have such incredible willpower and especially us type a folks like you you will get there but it's the difference between going on like the worst hike of your life and being having a party with yourself in the car listening to fun music and having that healthy sense of self-esteem so I have a couple practical tips here for you guys that I want to share in terms of how to have this inner sense of self-confidence and alignment, even when things aren't necessarily going your way. 
All right, so number one, think of a metric-oriented goal or external goal that, that you have. So it could be to get 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, like was my goal, or it could be to achieve a certain salary level, or it could be to have three kids, right? Just, just any goal you have. And then either journaling or just asking yourself as you're listening to this, walking around, ask why is that goal important? Like what does that, that metric really represent to you? And for me, the 100,000 subscribers on YouTube always represented this dream of being able to talk about yoga, share yoga, teach yoga, and just live and breathe and do yoga full time as my career, meaning I didn't have to do any other form of work in order to, you know, live, sustain myself, pay, pay my bills. That's why that 100,000 number was, was so important. What's funny is that I actually reached that goal much longer before hitting the 100,000, but it was still really important. So I asked myself why again. So again, if you've already achieved part of your goal or part way, keep asking yourself why, why, why? And the deeper why was that I didn't feel like I had really made it or would really be respected by my peers unless I hit this 100,000 mark. And then it's like, well, why is that? <laughs> you know, is it, it's, it's sort of silly, right? Now, is there some, some validity to that? Sure. You know, when I see someone else who has a YouTube channel in any vertical and they have 100,000 subscribers, I'm like, wow, their stuff must be pretty good. Like, I'm taking this person seriously. However, there's tons of people who have 100,000 subscribers who have terrible content, right? So it's, it's, not a, a, it's not black or white, right? But getting to that core why actually helped me figure out that it was a self-esteem issue for me, right? In order for me to feel like I, I would be taken seriously by both my colleagues in the tech and YouTube space as well as my colleagues in the yoga space, I had to hit this metric. And that comes from a third chakra cup that's a little <laughs> that's a little bit low right because if i had this healthy sense of self-esteem and belief in what i'm teaching and love for what i'm doing which which i do then it shouldn't matter right the fact that i had 60,000 or 70,000 or 20,000 it should be enough right it should be the quality of what i'm putting out there and and the feedback i'm getting from my family, the, you guys, the community, that, that should be the only thing that matters. So I really worked on reframing that. Now, did I still really want and hope to get to 100K? Yes. But when I did, it was a moment just like any other moment. And you'll see, and maybe some of you have had the experience, and this is tip number two, is to think back to when you achieved a really big metric-oriented goal that you wanted to achieve. And I'm not a wizard, so I can't read your mind or know exactly what happened to you. But my guess is that you achieved it and you were happy for five minutes, 10 minutes, a day, a week. And then you just wanted the next thing, right? Because this metric outside validation part of our mind, the, the ego part of our mind, it's relentless. It just always wants more. So of course, the minute I hit 100,000, yes, I was happy. I celebrated with my husband. We had, you know, it was a really great, I think we did like a celebration breakfast. 
And then I immediately wanted to hit a million, right? Because that's just how the ego part of your mind works. And you just have to sort of treat that part of your brain like a child, like a really entertaining child that you're babysitting where you're like, <laughs> you're so cute, right? Because, and, and this is what yoga is also helping us do is helping you realize that this, these thoughts, that, that what, we're, what I'm calling here the ego, the vritti in the yoga sutras, these just like mind chatter, this endless wanting of things forever and ever and ever. It's like a carousel or merry-go-round that you can't get off. You can only get above it. You can only elevate and realize that those thoughts aren't you, that those thoughts are just like a jingle merry-go-round box playing the same tune. And the tune is always more, 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 more right? Because the, the vritti and your ego don't, they, they don't want you to, to discover the secret that it's actually so simple that all you have to do is fill your own cup, fill your own third chakra, which if you're like, how do I do that? Literally just put your hands on your third chakra. I have my hands on my third chakra right now. And I do have a chakra healing exclusive series coming out for Uplifted in early 2018. So I want you to be on the lookout for that because we go super deep into all this work and it's really, really fun and powerful. But literally, you can just put your hands on the chakra that you're working with. Today, we're talking about chakra three with this podcast topic. So just put your hands on your navel, on your belly, on your solar plexus, Take a bunch of deep, long, slow breaths, and you can just visualize filling that chakra with, with water, just like you would fill a glass. And you could say some positive affirmations to yourself if you wanted to, like, I am enough, I am strong, I am, you know, insert achieving your goal because that's going to get you in that energetic space where it feels possible, where it feels real. But literally, even if you just breathe with your hands on this area and just keep telling yourself that I need to fill myself up from the inside out, not the outside in, and just do that simple practice. Like it's so simple, it's stupid. And your, your ego doesn't want you to figure this out. No one wants you to figure this out because they want to just sell you more stuff and tell you that if you buy XYZ, the problem will be solved. Or if you, you know, do some advertising, the problem will be solved. Or if you do this shortcut, you'll get to your goal quicker, right? The, the reality is you just need to fill yourself up from the inside. And then once you do that, this magical alignment, this magical flow, this analogy that I've been giving to like just driving on a freeway with your music playing loud and your favorite songs on the radio and you feel so in flow and in sync, that's how you get into that, that space, that special space. So to recap, tip number two is to just remember the last time you achieved something. How long were you actually happy for? How long did it actually matter until you wanted something new? And another great way if you haven't achieved a big, big milestone that you've wanted recently is to think of something you bought, like an expensive dress or something that like you, you bought it at the store and you felt amazing and you were so excited. Like how much does that piece of clothing excite you now? Right, exactly. Probably not at all, right? It's the same concept of of, of this, this sort of ego monkey mind just always, always wanting more. And, and to use your yoga practice to realize that that voice is not reality, that you don't have to listen to it, that there's a deeper, elevated awareness you can have of your life at 
any time that yoga is just helping you tap into, especially the meditation practice is helping you tap into. All right, and tip number three is that I want you to start thinking about or call to mind the energy that you feel in your body when you're going after something you really want. And if you're similar to me, you, you might realize that that energy that, you know, when you're working really hard, or for me, it's like really working on a series or really filming something or, you know, trying to put my thoughts together in a booklet or an email or something to share, whatever the, the version is for you and in, in your career, maybe, you know, for the violinist, it's practicing all the time, right? Think about what is the energy you're bathing in and surrounded in during that time. Because usually that's an energy that you love. It's an energy usually that's exciting, that's thrilling, that is your passion, that it's it's like the best energy and the only only thing that makes it unpleasant is this impatience right this impatience that your goal isn't already achieved or that you're not farther along than you should be which is basically just like ridiculous self-torture because you're like, here, I'm doing this thing I love and I really, really enjoy it. And the energy when I do this thing is amazing, but let's not let myself enjoy it. Let's, <laughs> let's beat myself up the whole time or have this like, it's sort of like putting poison in the cocktail, right? It's like, let's put a little poison in the cocktail basically just because I'm not as far along as I think I should be or things aren't happening as fast as I would like them to. Or, you know, the universe is not completely lining up to make every single thing just magically happen for me. And, and you'll notice that if you're able to just strip away that, that little, what I'm calling like the little poison in the cocktail, like just strip away the impatience, just, just like let that go from the cocktail mix, that you love doing whatever it is you're doing. And that when you achieve that goal, you'd keep doing the same thing you're doing. <laughs> Anyway, so it's just ridiculous to, <laughs> really, it's like self-torture for no reason to kind of beat yourself up or have this element of impatience in the mix when if you let that go, everything's perfect as it is right now in the present moment. Sure, you may not be at the metric you want to be at yet, but if you truly love what you're doing and you're committed and you're consistent, it's going to happen. And that's my tip number four, my fourth tip, which is consistency. Anything you care about, you need to do consistently. And this isn't because of achieving the, the metric goal we've been talking about, but it will certainly help. If you are a violinist, play the violin every day. If you are a yogi, do yoga or meditate every day or both. If you are a YouTuber, Create YouTube videos every day and be consistent with your schedule, right? Whatever it is that you really care about the most, you must have consistency. And that's my biggest advice when people ask me about social media or YouTube or teaching online or anything is to just be consistent. Pick one thing that you're going to do that's achievable. For me, it was posting one yoga video a week and never, ever miss it. And my Monday video has gone up when I've been on my honeymoon. It'll go up. <laughs> if my child is born on a Monday, it'll go up, right? Like you just ensure that that consistency happens. And 
that's my biggest, biggest piece of advice for anyone to tr trying to achieve anything is to have that consistency. And again, if you need help getting consistent in your yoga and meditation practice, join Uplifted because it's full of hundreds of other people who are working towards that same goal and we're all holding each other accountable and helping each other personalize our practice and supporting one another in that way because consistency is not easy, right? It's sort of like one of those other tricks where it's like, oh, if you buy this fancy keyboard or this fancy camera or all these other things, you'll shortcut your way there. No, you just need to be consistent. You don't need any of this stuff. You just need consistency and being supported by a mentor or peers or just a group that really believes in what you're doing and wants to help you be consistent, whether it's with your yoga practice or something else, it makes a huge difference. I underestimated the value of community for years and I grew so much slower personally and professionally, way beyond even getting into yoga because of it. So do not underestimate how powerful connection with other people is around the things you care about. All right. And my fifth and final tip is to remember that the universe has its own process and that everything happens in its own time when it's supposed to happen. It's this idea of surrendering and trusting something greater than ourselves, a force greater than ourselves, which P.S. yoga also helps you do, right? Raise your hand listening to this podcast or just like smile at me uh, vibrationally if you've done yoga and then afterwards you feel connected to something greater than yourself. You feel maybe connected to a universal underlying order of things, or if you're religious, maybe you feel more connected to God or to spirit. Yoga is so powerful in this way. And it's important to bring up in this conversation because, and I'll share a personal story, which is that when I won the YouTube Next Up contest, which was a huge moment for me, and it was like the best thing that ever happened, I got to be flown to LA and meet all these other top YouTubers and share skills and insights and go through workshops and get to film cool videos. And I was actually, at the time, one of the larger channels in the program. I think I had 60 or 70,000 subscribers at the time. And I made really good friends with a lovely, lovely girl who we remain close to this day and we've helped each other film things beyond the beyond the scope of the camp. But when we met, she had 30,000 subscribers. So I was much bigger than her, right? And then she came to visit me in San Francisco just a few months later and the YouTube algorithm had just favored, just totally random, one of her videos and she jumped from 30,000 subscribers to over 100, and now I think she's at 200, almost like overnight, like in a span of two or three weeks. And then the rapid growth you know, slowed a little bit when the algorithm stopped favoring and showing the video on everyone's like YouTube homepage. Um, but that was a moment where initially my impulse was to be kind of jealous, because I was like, I've been doing this longer than her. I'm bigger. I used to be bigger than her. Why doesn't one of my videos get randomly, randomly favored in, in, in the algorithm? And the thing is, is that it, that's not my path. Like it's not, people grow in different ways, right? It's just like children, like some children have some crazy growth spurt and they grow all at once. And other kids, it's like slow and steady, right? Sometimes 
people just grow in different ways and different patterns. And I really just believe the universe has a divine plan. So of course, while those were some of my initial vritti thoughts, I didn't engage with any of them. I was extremely excited and happy for her because her content is amazing, right? And I think my content is good too. It's just that like my content is growing at this very slow and steady pace that's incredibly predictable and reliable and sort of like methodical. And, and her content, which is so good, had this kind of like crazy journey of like a spike and a flat line and a massive, massive spike. And now I think it's sort of like just slow and steady again. So people have different ways that they grow. It's like not like one way's better or one way's worse. Each way has advantages and disadvantages. So it's important to just stay open and trust the universe that like if something's not happening as fast as you'd like or it's not happening in the way you'd like or you see it happening to other people and it's not happening to you, it's not personal. It's just not your time. And you could take it even further to say like the universe really has your back and you kind of don't need to worry about it because the universe has a plan for you specifically. Like there's a way that you're going to get there. And that's where just having faith and having a vision, which again, you can cultivate in your yoga practice, sixth chakra, right, is really, really helpful because you can say, instead of choosing fear or jealousy or envy, I step into trust, right? And it's our yoga practice, again, getting us distance from our vritti monkey mind that gives us that option to choose trust every single time over fear. It's really simple. Are you choosing trust, aka love, or are you choosing fear, aka jealousy, envy, anger, a million other kind of not so fun things? So that's it for this episode. Give it a thumbs up and a comment down below if you liked or resonated with anything I mentioned. If you have tips of your own you want to share with the community, and especially if you have an idea for a future podcast that you'd like me to talk about. Again, this podcast was made possible by you, the listeners, and especially all the members of our Uplifted community. Uplifted is, I can't say enough good things about it. Check it out if you're not a member, upliftedyoga.com. Join me for yoga teacher training. I think the summer session is now completely sold out, but it will happen in the new year at some point. So make sure to stay notified at brettlarkin.com forward slash train. And again, I always love your feedback and super, super appreciate your comments and reviews. Make sure to do yoga today. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And from my heart to yours, namaste. This episode was brought to you by Uplifted. Try Brett's membership community for people who want to enrich their life through yoga for free at brettlarkin.com uplifted. Yoga obsessed? Join Brett for yoga teacher training at brettlarkin.com train. And don't forget to give back. Like this podcast, leave a rating or review. Share this with someone you love. Remember, now is the time to dedicate yourself to what matters most. From my heart to yours, namaste.